Hey guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome to the podcast! Have you ever heard that certain stones are bad luck to wear? Or certain symbols can be worn to ward off evil? Let's talk about some jewelry superstitions. I looked at multiple sources and most of them said the same thing. So the main source we're going to use is james.porter.co.uk. And this article is Jewelry Superstitions, Myths, Old Wives Tales, and Lucky Charms. And it's from August 6, 2022. And to go along with superstitions, I have the quote-unquote very unlucky 13 myths that we're going to talk about regarding jewelry. And the first one we're going to talk about is pearls, who are also known as tears of the oyster and are said to represent tears or unhappiness. Now, pearls have a lot of myths behind them. The first one is brides are warned against wearing pearls on their wedding day for fear of bringing sorrow to their marriage. There's another superstition that also says, though, that pearls take the place of any tears a bride may shed, so no tears are left, which leads to a happy marriage. And there's another one that says pearls only turn into tears if not worn during a marriage. It is also said that pearls can only bring tears if you buy them yourself, and that pearls should never be whiter than the wearer's teeth. So I'm already zero for 13 because I bought myself a pair of pearl earrings. They're technically from Amazon and I, they're definitely not real. So like, does that count? I don't know. Second one, I'm going to be 0 for 2 with these superstitions because the second one is engagement ring finger, which is your left hand ring finger. You can only wear engagement or wedding bands on your ring finger because... The belief is that the ring finger has a vein that traces straight to the heart, known as vena amoris or the vein of love. I constantly wear a ring on that finger. So right now, with these superstitions, I'm 0 for 2. I'm having so much bad luck. Number three, this one's interesting. It says, using a wedding ring to determine the gender of an unborn child. And to do this, it is said that you use a yellow gold wedding band. You tie thread to it and dangle it over your baby bump. If it swings backwards and forwards, it is a boy. If it swings in a circle, it is a girl. I love looking up old wives' tales. Maybe we should do a whole podcast on that. Not this season. This season's already planned out. But maybe next season, we could do a podcast on old wives' tales because they're so interesting. Number four, opals. There is a belief that opals are talesmen for bad luck, except to those born in October or given for a special occasion. And this belief actually goes back to the 1800s. Similar to pearls though, opals are only bad luck if you buy them for yourself. I have an opal ring that I wear on my engagement ring finger. I was not born in October, but I did get it for my 18th birthday. So you know, that is kind of like a special occasion. So like, maybe it's not super bad luck. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg, and I decided to look up the spiritual meaning behind an opal, and what I found was it's actually considered a good luck stone. It helps connect to a higher communication in the spirit realm, it brings balance and harmony, and is also a stone of hope. But it said in this article that the reason why opals are dubbed bad luck is because they started to become more popular than diamonds, and they were heard in the diamond industry, so the diamond people were going around spreading rumors like opals are bad luck, opals this, opals that, and they had quote-unquote facts or like, as we say today in 2022, they had receipts for it. They would had 
points. They could prove it and people believed it. So that's why they think opals are bad luck. Number five, jewelry for protection. They gave three. The first one is St. Christopher, who is a traditional travel charm. It is said to bless travelers with good fortune on their journeys. The next one they have the Hamza hand, which represents the hand of God and protects against evil. And the last one, which I feel like all three are pretty common. You see a lot of people wearing, but I feel like this next one, everybody and their mother wears the evil eye, traditionally given as a gift to protect against evil. Except if you purchase for yourself, it turns on you and brings danger. And we're skirt skirting already. Story time. Ready for this? So I went on a little girl's trip and I felt like somebody put a curse. That was weird. Did you hear that? That was my closet creaking. Anyways, I felt like somebody put a curse on me and I was staying for a while and we were at this like little spiritual shop, I guess, and they had an evil eye ring and it was like a fake metal one. So it was pretty cheap. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this for myself because I had cash that was given to me as a gift. And I was like, okay, like I can use the cash and therefore I'm not buying for myself. Somebody else bought it for me because this isn't my cash. It was a birthday gift. That was my logic behind it. Except I ended up spending too much money in that store. So instead of using my cash, I used my credit card and I wore the ring all the time and I had the worst luck. I was having horrible days. Everything was going wrong and I couldn't figure out what was going on until I learned the fact that you cannot buy yourself an evil eye ring. And I was like, well, I didn't. I used cash and then it hit me. I didn't. I used my credit card, which is technically my money. So I put the ring down, like I still have it, but I stopped wearing it and everything went back to normal. So I do believe that. Could have been a coincidence? Probably. But am I superstitious? I've been saying this since season one. I'm not superstitious, but you know, maybe I'm just a little superstitious. So I stopped wearing the ring. So don't do it, guys. Don't buy yourself an evil eye ring or anything evil eye related. Number six, locket etiquette. Never wear the photos of loved ones upside down. They didn't elaborate on this. I looked, tried looking it up, but they didn't elaborate why you shouldn't wear the upside down because they say some people put the photos upside down so that way when you're looking down at your necklace, you'll see the photos upright. I'm guessing it must mean like death or bad luck or something, but not to skirt skirt because we've already been skirt skirting a lot, but to skirt skirt. I love lockets. I think they're so cool and so pretty and so cute. That's it. That's the tiniest skirt skirt, but I just love a locket. I've always wanted one. I had one that she was my great aunt. Great, 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 great. I don't know how many greats, but she had a locket and she gave it to me because she got it free from the church. So it was silver and it had like one of those like old vintage women on it. I should find it, but I'm pretty sure I just put a picture of my cat in it at the time. If I find it, I'll let you guys know what I'm talking about because I feel like there's a certain name for it, but I had one. I wore it all the time and then I didn't like it one day and I just stopped wearing it. Okay, so I tried again to look up this locket etiquette and I could not find anywhere why, but I did find that an upside down photo of a loved one who has passed on is considered unlucky because it can upset the spirit. So maybe that's what they're talking about. And for the locket, I still can't find it, but I remember it was of a Victorian lady on the locket. And I looked up the name of it and they're called Cameo Ladies. Look it up. That's literally what's on the locket. Number seven, birthstones. For good luck, wearing your birthstone is said to bring good luck, deter illness, and have healing properties. And here's a fun fact. You know, birthstones were basically created by jewelry companies. Yeah, it's a true thing. Look it up. We should we could do a whole podcast on birthstones. You know, some people also have more than one birthstone. That's so disrespectful. Like, I want to pick and choose. All I have is an emerald, which I do like. I do love the emeralds. I think she's pretty. She's cute. But yeah, birthstones were literally created to get people to buy more jewelry and to like just buy more things. 
I had a fact check to myself real quick, but for the birthstone history, it was the 1912, the National Association of Jewelers met to officially standardize the list of birthstones for each month, which then led to the popularity of birthstones for months and selling them. Number eight, clatter rings, the ultimate relationship indicator. So it is said that if you wear your clatter ring on your left hand facing upright, it means you're married. Right hand facing upright is in a relationship. Left hand facing upside down is engaged. And right hand facing upside down is single. Number nine, lucky charms. Charms worn for good luck have been worn for centuries. Some popular symbols are the four-leaf clover and horseshoes, except horseshoes must be worn the right way up or it's considered bad luck. Number 10, avoid diamonds with black inclusions. In some areas of South Asia, inclusions are considered bad luck. Number 11, jewelry breaking. A sign that you need to pay attention to something. Maybe you're holding on to something that no longer serves you or holding on to a memory too tightly. It is also said that if your jewelry breaks, it's a sign of positive change, like a new exciting stage in life. Or just you could have mistreated it or like abused it and used it, you know? Number 12. This one I thought was so interesting because I know a lot of people who do this, but using heirloom diamonds. Giving a diamond from a happy marriage could bring about negative energy. There's a wedding tradition known as something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Many people will pass down their diamonds, and it is said that if the quote-unquote borrowed is jewelry, it should come from a happy marriage. Which I find that so interesting. A lot of these jewelry superstitions are like marriage-related ones. And the very last jewelry superstition, wives' tale, and myth is number 13, amethyst to make you sober. Amethyst comes from Greek amethyst, meaning not drunken and was worn to counteract effects of alcohol. This belief goes back to the poet Asclepius of Samos in 320 BC. We already know I did not pronounce that name right, but look it up. It's a thing. People back in like BC times would wear or use amethyst cups or anything because they believed that this crystal had properties to not make you drunk. That is like so funny to me and so interesting. But how many of these superstitions have you heard before? I've definitely heard the opal one so many times because I wear an opal. I know the clattering one because I wear one of those too. Pearls though, I never knew that about pearls. I have heard of the amethyst one just because I like crystals before. The engagement one, I'd heard of that before. I've never heard about the gender reveal with the wedding ring. I think that's so funny. I know about protection jewelry. Those are pretty cool. But what about you? Have you heard any of these? Have you not heard any of these? So the next time that you're looking at jewelry or buying jewelry and somebody tells you about these superstitions, just know they've been around for a very long time. They could be true or they could not be true. It depends on what you believe in. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys, It's Meg. You can follow Hey Guys, It's Meg on Square Podcast on Instagram for updates and good times. Come back next Monday where we talk about social media. I'll see you on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts.